the least interesting of the Hammer Draculas or movie said. Time Out said a lot of weak action scenes and weaker lines but they said better than Dracula AD 72 and no but the satanic rites of Dracula is different to Dracula AD 72. It's generally a movie that is overlooked or even derided by people who enjoy Hammer movies because it's the last of those Hammer Dracula movies. Really the only vampire movie that Dracula make after this is um, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires which is similarly looked on askance. And also it's the second of those two Hammer Dracula movies that were updated to be of their time. And I thought I had seen all the Hammer movies, all the Hammer Dracula movies. Of course I had seen them all. But I'm amazed to find that I haven't seen this movie. I'd seen scenes, but I just hadn't seen the whole thing. So I sat down and watched it for the first time. And you know what? It's bloody good. I can understand why people don't regard the satanic rites of Dracula as something special because it isn't a Dracula, Hammer Dracula movie really. It's a different kind of movie. It's a movie that tries to be modern and succeeds but that mashes up a couple of styles because early on what we start with is a secret cabal coven a secret ritual satanic ritual in a country house and someone being kept hostage by henchmen and throughout this movie those henchmen who generally ride motorcycles and have guns will all be dressed in a kind of Afghan and sheepskin waistcoat. It's a good uniform and very of its time. He escapes and the first and, and gets back to his his office, his cell, which is a government spy cell. And the first 20 minutes, half an hour, is people like William Franklin, who's very dependable, and Richard Vernon, who's more upper class, dependable, talking about what they're going to do with their spy operative. Taking his watch off and opening the back to find a couple of tapes in there. This is 20 minutes, half an hour in sleek high tech for the time, brushed chrome officers with those big computers with the big tape spools in. And I thought at one point, am I in the right movie here? I've seen the movie. I've seen the critic, the, the credits. I know that these people are in there and I know what I'm watching, but am I really watching the right movie? And the thing is, it's very successful as a spy thriller. The music 
of the titles and the uh, escape and all of that are very Lalo Schifrin, very spy, very, um, very bongos and flutes and harping brass and all of that. But what we haven't got, which we had in AD 72, is something familiar at the beginning where Van Helsing and Dracula are fighting on a coach in vague Victoriana. That's comforting because that's where we've come from. We have none of that here. This continues from where the first film left off. So, there's nothing to hold our hands and say, we're okay. We're going to be in... We're going to be in familiar territory. We are not. And I understand that some people don't like that. But they segue from a spy story adding a police officer, Michael Coles, did a lot of work in the 70s for Hammer. You'll see him on the Sweeney and that kind of programme. He gets involved. He's a very physical police officer. He's brought in with Franklin and Vernon to try and um, break up the coven and that segues into the Dracula fable but done in a different way and one of the people I, I, I the person I watched it with my friend Alan hello Alan as Dracula entered and he enters in a very downbeat way yes there's fog under the the door but it's the door of a bedroom opens there he is looking fantastic as only Christopher Lee can with the cape wears the cape so well wore the cape so well but you don't get any regeneration. Alan was saying, I feel cheated, where's the regeneration? We know at the end of Dracula AD 72, he dropped onto spikes and was spaded into those spikes quite nastily and viscerally by Van Helsing. Where's that? Ah, but they've added a really nice wrinkle because St. Bartholomew's Church, where that all took place, is now an office block. I mean, they've thrown it up quickly, clearly. But it's a multi-storey office block of the kind that was around London at the time. And it's part of Denham Industries. And at the top of that sits the Count, who's now a venture capitalist, a vulture of that type, of the kind that we had in the 70s, in the mid-70s. People starting to pick the bones of companies clean and making money. And this is a great idea. And I think they should have done more of it. He's got unlimited wealth here. There is a lovely scene where Peter Cushing is here as well, of course, as I should mention, as a Van Helsing ancestor. So we do have Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing just to hold your hand a bit. But he, in the evening, goes to the um, the atrium of the building where he sees the security guard and says, I'd like to speak to Mr. Denham, please. The security guard says, nobody speaks to him. He's being watched by CCTV and he says... I think he will see me. My name is Van Helsing. Oh, no, the security guard says. No one gets to see him. Red phone rings on the counter, picks it up. Oh, yes, he wants to see you right now. Of course he does. So he goes up to the room. There's a light shining in Cushing's eyes. You can clearly see it's Christopher Lee, even though he's doing some kind of middle European accent, which he did like to do in his career. But he's a businessman at the top of a huge business conglomerate, a bit like Thorn Industries in The Omen. And it's done in a really sleek, a really good, assured way. There is a subplot, of course, 
and that involves the reason why um, Franklin and Vernon are so involved is because there is a Nobel Prize winning microbiologist as part of this group who they know so that obviously piques their interest he's Julian Keeley played by Freddie Jones in a furniture chewing performance as Freddie Jones could sometimes do but you know here it works because he has one main scene with Cushinger goes to see him who knows him very well and he's sweaty from the beginning and frightened but absolutely subsumed and consumed that's a better word by by the satanic rituals and by his fealty to Dracula and he's creating some kind of plague virus this is a wonderful scene for one lovely moment where Freddie Jones is lying on a chaise long talking to Peter Cushing and one of the henchmen breaks in Afghan waistcoat very nice fires a stun pallet at Peter Cushing and just before Peter Cushing drifts off Freddie Jones holds his hand and says don't leave me that is a lovely piece of work and the kind of work that Freddie Jones can do works very well here because he really did do that failure and weakness of humanity thing very well particularly in his greatest performance in The Elephant Man I believe so this is the subplot and when we finally get to the denouement of this that's what they talk about Lorimer Van Helsing Cushing says well you have the plague plague virus and I know that you're looking to I know you're looking to unleash that on society but then you'll have no one to reign over everybody will be dead it's as if Drag didn't realise that there's a lovely moment where where Christopher Lee sort of starts to realise that and process it but it doesn't matter because actually what he needs to do is wipe people out and particularly the Van Helsing clan you do have Joanna Lumley playing uh, Jessica Van Helsing who is the same character played of course by Stephanie Beecham in the film before Dracula AD 72 played with a um, a very insipid way you don't get women's empowerment here Foxy Brown is around the corner but you don't get that here so things are done to her rather than her doing things but there is a lot of action in this and there are some lovely scenes particularly where Franklin and Coles are down in the cellars of the country house because someone they know has been chained up she has been infected with by Dracula and she is a vampire and as they're trying to um, undo her chains and she reveals herself as a vampire packing crates open and four or five female vampires vampiresses if you like start to converge on the two men it's not which is great a kind of sexual orgiastic scene it's directed this film by Alan Gibson who directed AD 72 so you have some consistency going through there and like the scene in that where Johnny Alucard is killed in his in a bath full of water where the 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 camera whips around and cuts quickly and there's a visceral nature to this there is a frightening visceral nature to it where it doesn't look like anything can stop it that's a really really nice scene
And this film doesn't seem to jar with the mashup of spy thriller, which was popular at the time. 73 we're talking about. And the Dracula movies that we have loved so well. Because we segue from that spy thriller thing with the people involved in that. Franklin, Vernon, Coles, um, Jessica Van Helsing providing the bridge, coming into Dracula's world. And from the the building, which is of course his home now, very nicely done. The last part of the film is set in a stately home, which we regard as very old Hammer Dracula. And it's a gorgeous set. The last scene, of course, comes down to Dracula and Van Helsing fighting. The room is ablaze. And Dracula, at this point, could escape. He could get through the door. But he goes to the door and closes it. Why? Because this is the way it has to end. They've been fighting through generations and centuries and they need to fight again. What they do, which is great, is that we are teased with that because they're about to start fighting, they're about to hook up and Helsing jumps out of an open window. Dracula follows him into the woods around the home where there are hawthorn bushes, which of course is poison to Dracula. There are some bits and bobs, of course, where they've messed around with the legacy because Van Helsing makes a silver bullet from a cross. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that's the, the way to do this. And has a little derringer when he sees... Um, Dracula in the office room but the Hawthorne is something that we know is poisonous to Dracula in the fable and in the rules and in inverted commas that have been set up and there are Hawthorne bushes here Dracula is um, called over by Van Helsing and Christopher Lee does this very well he becomes enmeshed and entangled in the Hawthorn and he's thrashing about and he's trying desperately to get to Van Helsing. He just can't reach him. And as he falls, the Hawthorne wraps itself around his head in a pseudo-religious crown of thorns. And I know this is simple and easy, but I do like these touches. And the time lapse from him um, fading to bone is done very well as well. They've got a handle on this by this time. So, when we talk about weak action scenes, there are a lot of action scenes in here. And there are a lot of um, set pieces, but the film seems to be all of one. It seems to be, it doesn't seem to be a nasty, jarring feel. It's very smooth and well done, well realised. And you know, whereas in AD 72, they were saying, well, we're bringing this uh, up to date now we're going to give you a little bit of something from the past and now bringing it up to date and we're going to give you those swinging 60s tropes even though they weren't around by 72 we're going to give you um uh, you know a, a hip band stone ground who were around at the time and have released albums we're going to give you the kids in their bar you know you know were uh, desperate for kicks 
We're going to do all of that and give you some of those tropes. Here, they don't give you any of that. They say, we're straight into this. This is part spy thriller, which are popular at the time, and part Dracula story, which you used to like as well. They don't give us anything to ease us in, and I like that. And this is a very assured film. Didn't do well at the box office. Isn't very well thought of generally. But I am so pleased I sat down and watched it. It's a four and a half out of five ramble rating. And it's a good, effective, actually at times quite frightening movie. So if anyone says to you, oh, no, that movie's terrible. I, I know it's, it's awful and rubbish. Say, watch it again. And tell them Swifty told you. Ta-ta.